Good evening, it's Ty Watchers. Welcome back. Tonight's episode, we're going to talk about eclipses, and we have to consider the safety you have to use when viewing a solar eclipse. But first, I want to remind you, October 14th, there's an annual eclipse. For the Buffalo area, we're going to probably have about 27% coverage on the sun. What happens in an annual eclipse, obviously, the moon moves between the Earth and the sun, but the distance is farther away, so the sun is not completely covered. So you kind of get a little bit of a ring effect. Here in Buffalo, once again, we're only going about 27%. But if you go out to Nevada, and parts out west, depending where you are, you will get 100% as a small ring effect, which is annual eclipse. Also, on our April the 8th, 2024, we are definitely getting a little bit excited because <laughs> The Buffalo, New York area is going to experience 100% totality at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The total solar eclipse, once again, the moon's going to be coming between the Earth and the sun, but in this case, it's going to be completely blocked, the view. So you will get an image. You'll watch the sun basically disappearing to a point where it'll be, for about three minutes, completely covered. And darkness will basically fall on the earth for three months in the Buffalo area. And, and what mm -hmm. is the one thing we keep telling everybody, I think we're up to 13 times now. So for the 14th time, mm -hmm. what is it you're not supposed to do, Terry? Do not look at the sun during the total <laughs> solar eclipse. Right. Because if you do, then maybe the last time you'll ever see <laughs> yeah, it. That's right. Okay. Or, or you'll have to use your other eye and you don't right. want to ruin that one no. either. So. so Discussion tonight, we're going to talk about safety. What you need to do when you go outside to look at an eclipse. Obviously, if you step outside now, you look at the sun, you can't look at it for more than maybe 30 seconds. And your eyes start hurting. Mm -hmm. During an eclipse, if you look at the sun, you may think, okay, the sun is completely covered. However, the problem is at that point, the ultraviolet rays are a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to damage your eye. And the light gets more concentrated. More concentrated, correct. As the eclipse progresses. But even mm -hmm. in general, you don't want to be looking at the sun. And right. I, um, we discussed this earlier. I'm going to do a short demo uh, off camera here. So we're going to insert a little demo that I'm going to do and show you what happens uh, to your eye <laughs> if you look through, uh, especially if you look through a telescope at the sun. And, right. and a lot of this... Uh, Terry, we, we learned from the master himself, Galileo Galilei, Correct. Uh, when he first invented the telescope. I mean, it's a natural thing that the first thing you do with a telescope is you look at stuff. You look at the moon, you look at night, but then he decided to take a look and see what the sun looked like during the day. And that's not a good idea right. at all. And that, that's kind of where we, I think we should start. Like mm -hmm. what happens to your eye? Okay. It doesn't necessarily burn a hole or melt no. your eye. You don't go all Raiders of the Lost Ark if you right. look at the sun, right? Um, but you could develop some serious issues. Uh, you know, one side effect is glaucoma. That's what Galileo really had. There's debate whether looking at the sun really caused him to go blind per se. It was more glaucoma. Do you get glaucoma during solar during the time you're looking at the sun? I don't know, but you certainly get retinal damage, right? right. And that's called solar retinopathy. That basically yeah. what it does, remember, your retina has rods in it. And those rods, when you look at an image, they project the image to your brain, and the brain focuses that. So, unfortunately, if you look at the sun and you develop solar retinopathy, what's going to happen? It will burn the retina rods. So, it could cause lifetime damage. Another yeah. another thing you can just develop is what they call photokeratitis from the photo yeah that's a hard word yeah, is that photokeratitis I think is I wow and it's like like you were saying with, with retinopathy and yeah. like ah these words where yeah. do they come up with these Terry well because it's they make a, these words? the medical field that's right <laughs> yeah. and they're usually like our things are usually based in Greek or right. in Roman mm -hmm. uh, more Greek I think in medicine right. but you know it, and so it's Roman. That comes from the ultraviolet rays. Another thing you may experience, 
distorted vision. Oh, that could be awful. I'm sure we have all experienced that. Just in our normal life. Yeah, like even when you go into a room and you yeah. turn on a light, and you're, ah! you know, yeah. we used to do, get that in the planetarium, right? right? You flip on the lights <laughs> real quick by mistake and everybody's right. yelling at you. Or um, even going back to the days of Kareem with the strobe lights, right? right. We had the strobe button on the, on the console in the planetarium. Right. We don't get to use that much no. anymore. It's kind of frowned upon. Tim, you may not realize this, or Morris, our producer. But it seems the older you get, your vision tends to get a little bit more distorted, and I'm I can justify that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm called the Star Geezer. So yeah, Morris and I are the same yeah. age, and we're not we're, we're not quite where you right. are yet. We will be. Yeah, and but I find I do twelve years or so. Right. <laughs> also, altered color vision. So that's very interesting because you can look at some now, and you look at something you will see different colors, but through an eclipse, you can definitely get more intense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can consider that necessarily color blindness, because no. it's not like you're missing a color. They just shift. Right. So, you know, it throws off the way your eye receives the wavelength of light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not an optical physicist. Hey, maybe that's and something we can do is interview Maybe we can get an eye doctor in here right. or something, and you know we, we can talk about that. I, I really, you know, that's a. Good I, I really would like to do that. Yeah, right. we, we kind of we're hinting at it, but maybe see, folks, we just get these things. Yeah. You know, right. as we're talking, we say, <laughs> "Hey, that's a good idea. We could use your help too right. if you think of something." You know, but the scariest thing about when you're looking at an eclipse without any optical aids, there's no pain involved. So the damage occurring, yeah. it's not like when you fall down, you break your arm, or you break your leg, or you get upset stomach, you feel pain. In this situation, you're not going to feel pain. Yeah, there's no nerve receptors no. in your eye, so right. how can you feel pain? Because yeah. your body doesn't expect you to hurt Correct. your eyes, so why would you feel pain? And the funny thing is, you could look at the eclipse, and four hours later, you could be simply watching TV, your vision gets distorted, all of a sudden you fail. You have this permanent black spot in your eye, or it could take a few days. There was a member of the BAA, and during the 2017 eclipse, he said that happened to him. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, I don't think he forgot to put the filter back on, but somebody did, and he was at the telescope, and he got zapped. Right. And... You talk about the long-term damage just last year. I think that's what that's what had happened to him. Right. But um, yeah, so that those are really heavy things to watch out for. You, you mm-hmm. can't you can't predict it. We're going to talk a little bit more about procedural things um, as well. And I think we got to just be sure that everybody's well educated, and that's kind of why we're doing this, right? So right. That you could. You can pull this up any time up to the eclipse. Right. To see you could go to a planetarium, observatory, museum, or you know, go to a school or even college mm-hmm. or whatever. But then you're subject to their timetable. Right. Like, here, just pull us up anytime. You know, we're not saying that we're the old sole authority. You know, no. everybody can get information from anywhere. But if we can help you, uh, if you happen to be mm-hmm. watching this, maybe it's the day before the eclipse and you're watching right. us. Hello, there's an yeah. eclipse tomorrow. Don't yeah. Miss Keep- it. Do keep in mind, there's a lot of information about the eclipses on the internet, mm-hmm. but you do kind of got to take that with a grain of salt because there's people on posting stuff on the internet may not know or be experts. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing to watch out for. And I guess this is a good time to put in a plug for buffaloeclipse.org. That's mm-hmm. the group we belong to, the Buffalo Eclipse Consortium, and that we've got a lot of safety information up there. Um, we will have a link to it on our site uh, under the useful links. Uh, so just watch for that, and uh, I, I think uh, I think that'll be useful for everybody. Um, so I think we should probably take a break here because that good. demo kind of put us over right. a little bit. Um, but when we come back, we've got another demo. We're going to start talking about equipment and things you can use. Um, so I think this is a good place for it. That sounds good to me. Okay. 
So we will be back in a moment. So give us a couple seconds to readjust and we'll start talking about things on the table here. Probably everybody's wondering, what's that stuff on the table? <laughs> well, we'll get to that. All right. We'll see you in a moment. Thanks, folks. Seventh Magnitude Observatory, which looks suspiciously like my backyard, because it is. Uh, so you've met the Edmund Scientific in the back. Uh, the other ones we have are the Telestar over here, and this one is the Mead 8-inch Schmidt Cassegrain. It's an F10. Uh, it's uh, really nice for looking at uh, planets and uh, deep sky objects, so that's what I mainly use it for. Uh, but I do use it for some solar observing. And we're going to show you why you do not want to look directly at the sun uh, without protection. So what we're going to do is we're going to substitute my eye for our paper eye. So this is the eye that will look through the telescope. Right now it is currently pointed toward the sun. And uh, just in a couple of moments, it's been moving a little bit. You might be able to see it on my hand here. And if you want to slide in, you can show them on my hand. And uh, we're not perfectly polar aligned, so we just can make some slight adjustments here to it. Hopefully I won't take it completely out, but yes, that will hurt a little bit. So there it is there, and uh, I can move it around deformation-wise. So what we're going to do now is take the eye, and we're going to put our eye up to the telescope. And we're going to look in at the sun. And wow, look at the sun. Look at how well it looks. And this is why you do not want to do that, because you will lose your retina. So that is the, play, the uh, primary reason not to look directly into a telescope or binoculars at the sun and why we use solar eclipse glasses. Now, I do have protection for it down here. This is the Celestron Eclipse Smart Solar Filter, and it too is an 8-inch filter, and it does work on a Mead product, so the two are capable of looking at each other. And uh, if I snap it into place, and I just move the telescope so it's no longer in the right spot, but uh, this will protect your eyes. So now you can look through the eyepiece safely, and maybe we'll give you a quick view of that as soon as I line it back up. So there's your reason to not do that, and we're just going to go back to the program now. So uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome back, Sky Watchers. We're going to start getting into the table. So we're discussing eclipse safety. Um, Terry brought up what could happen uh, to your eyes. But now we want to talk about how to prevent any of that from happening. So we have a bunch of things on the table. But the first thing that I think we should do is show them the most inexpensive thing that you can do. You don't have to, you probably have these around your house. house this, is, this is the yeah. best way to do it. It's the best budget item and if you don't have it it's easy to find so what you need um scotch tape helps uh tin foil um a piece of white paper and if i can if i can grab it without dropping it on the floor um a very fine needle or a pin which or even a nail or a nail or a nail you know yeah. the 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 smaller the hole the better but right. the wider the hole the more chance Correct the easier it is to find your object. With a real tiny pinhole, you got to be really good at aiming. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I would go up to a nail, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a number six nail. Like a finishing nail. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't that. go much wider than that. No. You don't, certainly don't need, like, a number 14 no. nail or a railroad spike, exactly. for that matter. <laughs> and then the last thing you need is a common uh, everyday household 
box, and I got to go toward the camera. Right. So, um, yeah, this is this is a dinner link box, yep. Terry. That we <laughs> actually we ate dinner tonight out of this. Oh, we, had some, we had some good quesadillas. Is that a commercial? Am I allowed to say that? The food's good. Um, anyway, anyway um, so let me get the paper and yeah. stuff out of the way. So I'm going to do this on the table. Yeah, my well, Tim's doing this. that. Other things you can use the shoebox. One thing that's highly recommended, if you learn the old oatmeal boxes. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking instant oatmeal in the packages. Yeah. I'm talking about the old circular box where mm -hmm. it has the quick, I mean, the long cook oatmeal. That makes an excellent pinhole camera. It does. Because it's easier to hold on to. Now, normally I would also say get a pair of scissors, but I'm going to try to do this, you know, just tearing this. You don't need all this tin foil. It's just, you know, when you take it out of the out of the wrapper, this, this is what, <laughs> this is the width of the thing. So I, yeah, especially but, the wife may be upset if you're using her foil. Right. That's right. Okay. Hey, I did a pretty good job yeah, there. Look at, that. Look at this. It's not a bad, it's not a bad rectangle. No. Look, kind of like a cross between a rectangle and part rhombus. Correct. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> points for using the word rhombus right. in a podcast. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to take your box and I'm going to turn this this way and we do something rare. I'm going to move. Um, so don't mind me moving around a little bit. Try to do it slow so I don't kneel on the floor here. Okay. So hopefully you see me. Yep. Really close now. <laughs> so let's turn the box. Yeah, yeah get that bag out. Yep. Okay. So what you want to do is start by maybe taking uh, your your tin foil and just finding a location on the box, and then let's get a piece of tape onto that tin foil. We're gonna fix the tin foil to the box. Yep. So let me do that there. On both sides. Yep. So Terry, there's one more thing we should tell them, and that is we also need to cut a small hole in the side of the box, just a little smaller than the tin foil. So we're going to do that, and uh, apologize for being away from the mic a little bit, but uh, you know, it's a hazard of doing live demonstrations. <laughs> and do that there. There's a couple of different ways you can do this, and it depends on if you're by yourself or if you're with a group. So there's a couple of things you can do. And if you really want to block the sunlight, my advice is tape it down on all the sides so sunlight doesn't sneak through. Better way, to, that's just a better way to do it. Now, uh, take your pin and somewhere in the center of your tin foil, you can just take this and just drive it right through and make sure I get the sharp end on the right end because I don't want to poke a hole in my hand. See, see, it's going in there. So now I've made the pinhole right here. Just kind of, you know, clear it around so you get the junk out of the way. And then pull it back out so the hole's a little bit wider. Um, try to bring this in a little closer so you can see where I made it. So there's, now it's a little reflective, but let me try to put it in the middle here. There, so the pinhole's in the center. Now, that is going to capture the sunlight. So you want to aim that pinhole toward the sun. Now remember, for time number 15, mm -hmm. don't look directly at the sun. Correct. <laughs> now, if you catch a little sunlight off the tinfoil, that's not going to hurt you. Um, as it, it might sting you a little bit. And you might have, uh, you might lose your day vision for a second, but um, just don't turn around and try to line it up. Now, there's other techniques to line up the sun with. Now, the other thing you can do, and this is where things start to diverge a little bit, is you can a cut a small hole down here i'm not going to do that no. because i might need this box for something else right. i don't know if it's spoken for <laughs> i kind of just grabbed it off the recycling spot so i don't know if it's really going or not maybe i should sell this make some good. money yep. <laughs> anybody want to buy that no, <laughs> um so once you cut the hole out you can use this as your viewport so what you can do is I'll just demonstrate this real quick. If Use the sun's this. behind Tell you. Tell people you can make it about that size. Yeah, make it about this size. Hold it we'll, down there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to this later. So it's about the size you want. Right. It doesn't have to be round. Nope. Um, but what you're going to do is you're going to just put your eye right up to it. And hopefully, okay. if you've got it aligned right and the sun's coming in the pinhole, when you look through here, you're going to see the image of the sun. And what you can watch, you can watch the moon's progression as it passes mm -hmm. in front. Now, there's another way to do it, and this is going to be the silliest demo ever because you, you look <laughs> silly when you do this, but don't cut the hole in here. You leave it like this with the pinhole here. But what you can do 
is take the open end of the box. It's a very important part. Yep. Right? Take the open part of the box. Make sure you're facing away from the sun so that you don't interfere. Right. But now what you want to do is make yourself a hat. Yeah, actually now, have, the, have the sun behind you. Yeah, have the don't, sun behind don't you. Don't look directly at the sun. <laughs> and put it on like this. Great. This is the best view ever. Now you right. can't see my face anymore. Yeah. I think I'm going to do this uh, from now on. Every podcast is wear this. Yeah, I agree. I think it's <laughs> better. Does it look better? Yeah. What do you think, Morris? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's send some votes across. Let's yes. do a voting poll. Does, does Tim right. look better with a box on his head during the yeah. podcast? Yeah, we can refer to him as Boxhead. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Boxley. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the the sun will be in here Correct. above your head, and you can watch it this way. Now, this works great if you're by yourself. If you're with a group, it's kind of hard to fit a second head under this. Mm -hmm. It would also look very ridiculous if two people Correct. have their heads under a box. And in the days of COVID now, I don't know if that's a wise thing to do. No. <laughs> but um, what they some places will tell you to do, and I folded them in. Let me get this off my head now. I'm starting to get claustrophobic. Uh, you can take the flaps of the box... And they say, well, cut a cut a circle in here that's as big as your head. Well, the problem is, what if your head is different size than someone else? Correct. And someone else has a bigger head. They're not going to be able to use your box. So what I would suggest is leave it folded in. And if it's not too hot out, please don't do this if it's really hot. But mm -hmm. I would get like a, a black tablecloth like we use here. And whoop, I just showed everybody the underside of our... <laughs> of my table here Oops. Um, get this and kind of drape it around you not over you don't no. put it over your head but put it around your head and what this does is it serves to block the ambient light coming in so it makes it a little darker on the right. inside and then that would be another way for you to use this um, as a projection system so a couple different ways you know have I noticed What's that? The, is that at the top of the box? Yes. And a little dot in the middle? Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the pinhole. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you so can you see, see the, the light pinhole. coming through. Yeah. So that's it. So yep. there you go. So it depends on. Oh, that's the corner of the box. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. Um, I'm going to try to simulate the sun with one of our studio lights here. Um, but it's not really. No. There. No. 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 That's no. not it. That's another corner hole. It's not bright enough. See, you got to have something that's really that's super that bright. Be, that one would be brighter. Well, you know, yeah. the LED on my phone might work. See how, see how this yeah. works when you do this live, more or less? Try the LED. So, uh, yeah, let me stick the LED through here, and this, this will simulate one. the sun. Let's see if we can spot the pinhole. There it is. Yep. Right there in the right. center. See? Oh, yeah. So you can see what the image of the sun would look like. Um, when you're in there. So it's not going to be very big. No, it's going to be small. It's going to be small. But here's a tip. The wider your box is, the or longer, more distance longer. you're going to get, and your focal length right. will be better, and you will get a better image. Yeah. Um, so if you have a longer box, not a wider one, but a longer one, you can magnify the image mm -hmm. that way. So you'll get a little bit. You'll lose sharpness, but you'll right. gain size. So that's one way to do it. So and this... Guess, Ideal box would be, say you order flowers for your wife, mm -hmm. right? The, the box, long box, rose box, for example. Yes. That would be perfect because it's nice and long, plus your wife will be happy too. Yeah, it's I was going to say, what are you getting at here, Terry? <laughs> oh, one thing I forgot to do, Tim. What's that? And put the white paper in the box. Oh, yeah. yeah that um, that's why I got the white paper. Right. So, yeah, part the last part, which I skipped, is opposite your pinhole. Is you take the white paper and tape it in, and there. you tape it in here. Right there. Sorry about this awkwardness. But no. You tape it up against this spot here, and right. that gives you a highly reflective surface. White is the best surface because right. you get the most light, and then you'll get a bright image. You get a bright, a brighter image. Otherwise, the box is going to absorb that mm -hmm. and that that light. Good point. Thank yep. you for covering that. Yep. Um, so that is. The demo. Morris, how are we doing on time back there? You got a hand for me here? Ah, perfect. All right. We're doing pretty good. Yep. So um, we are going to get back to this table. We took a little bit longer, but that's going to be our last block of the items on the table here. We'll go over those. Um, but, you know, another way to make a projector is using leaves. Correct. Right? And you've seen this where, and I'm sure our, our people out there have seen this, but during an eclipse, leaves aren't solid. Right? So right. they have tiny holes in them. Right. 
and they make their own pinholes. That's what causes that. If you've ever seen pictures of that, mm-hmm. look around if you're near trees. Oh, this is in April, so we won't have very many no, leaves not in trees. So anybody who's in the southern area of the eclipse, so if right. you're in Texas watching this, <laughs> use your leaves. Um, right. We, I didn't even think of that. We won't have leaves. No, not in April. No, not in April. Oh, boy. Um, but that's what you could use. We did it in July. That's why I right. mentioned it when I was at the July eclipse. Um, but they, they make little pinhole projectors, Correct. too, yep. and you can see it on the ground. Um, so that's another method. So to find a good eclipse in the summer, you're going to have to travel. Sure. Or, or you know, they, they can do. They can wait till uh, till 2144 when the yeah. eclipse is on in October. Right. And there will still be leaves on the trees. But so they'll, they'll be, be falling. Yeah. They'll be falling. They'll, yeah. They'll be, they'll be falling on you. You'll, you'll get right. a great image. But, um, yeah, this, it's interesting about the word eclipse, too, because nobody really knows what the word eclipse means. And how did they come up with that word? Now, why did I just suddenly bring that up? Um, because usually in astronomy, things have an etymology. They have a, they, they have a, a, a base for the word. Right. You know, like uh, astronomy, astronos with, with stars and stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, stellar is a star, and you, you look at the names of the planets, Greek and Roman. Greek and Roman. But you <clears throat> saw, you said something to me earlier about that word. So yeah. what? go with that. Something I learned tonight from the internet in all my years, 50 plus years doing astronomy, mm-hmm. working in a planetarium, having two college professor was telling what what the word eclipse means is abandonment. It comes from Greek. And what it simply means, if you think about it, when the moon crosses in front of the earth, uh-huh. the sun is being abandoned. That's amazing. It's really a way to look at it. And it's something I learned tonight. Tim learned it and our producer learned it too. Yeah. Because I just was casually surfing the internet oh. looking for stuff about the eclipse and I came across this. And this is how you find things right. out. So, you know, I knew the Greeks are very famous for obviously naming all, a lot of our constellations, mm-hmm. planets, like Tim said, a lot of the stuff that we do in astronomy. Because mm-hmm. the Greeks were, if you look at ancient cultures prior to the Greeks, there was some astronomy being done. Very loosely, not written down. But the Greeks are pretty much known for taking all those topics and writing it down. And yeah. that's what we use today. And but, you know, that I guess when you look at it with an eclipse, even a lunar eclipse, to mm-hmm. some degree, is abandonment too, right? It's right. the light of the sun is being abandoned mm-hmm. on the surface of the moon. And that's another thing we, we should probably reiterate, is that lunar eclipses will happen in October and April, or, well, they might be in September and... Right. In March. I don't know when they... I didn't really look them up. Sorry, everybody. Um, but lunar eclipses always occur two weeks within a solar eclipse because the alignment's mm-hmm. there. Correct. So. And before we wrap this segment up, just want to mention, think back to Neanderthal man walking out of his old woman, coming out of the cave, looking up at the sun being eclipsed. I bet you they felt abandoned. Yeah, yeah. They had no idea what was happening. Yeah, that's a... So. That's an interesting way to look at it. Is you know, how did how did ancient people react? And we know we're going to talk about this. There's a commercial for a future episode. We're going to talk about the history of eclipses and, and you know what's behind them. I don't know if that's next one. I, I can't keep track of what our thing is. Okay. All right. At this point, let's take a break. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the table. All right. Thanks. Skywatchers. Well, Tim went from wearing a box on his head to sunglasses. <laughs> Why is he wearing sunglasses in such a bright area? Well, let's tell you what. 
this has something to do with safety, then I'm going to turn it back to Tim. Yeah, it does have to do with safety. And you're, you're right, these are sunglasses, but that is a complete misnomer. So our first lesson for you is even though they are called sunglasses commercially, these are not sunglasses. So you cannot look at the sun with these. So don't do it. These are my sunglasses. So if you ever see me driving down the road in the cool blue, you know, here I am. Um, you know, I just, I did think of something uh, during the break that we didn't mention to people when we came on today. And I don't know if anybody noticed this, Terry, but you and I are wearing something new. Yes, new shirts. That. We have our new official 7th Magnitude shirt, complete with our names on them so we can't mix each other up. Correct. So I will always remember your name and you'll yes. remember mine. So, Correct. you know, that way if there's any kind of degeneration with cognitive functionality. Mm -hmm. Which I'm you, not far away. <laughs> you've got my name right here. You Hopefully, you'll still be able to yes. read. Um, Jim. No, that's, yes. that's my brother's name. Uh, so, anyway, getting back to things here. Yeah, these are not sunglasses. But during an eclipse, you can get glasses mm -hmm. to look at the sun with. And you're familiar with these. Correct. And you probably recognize these because these are the ones we had in 2017. I right. And here, here's a tip for people. When you do get your glasses. Oh, and should I mention it? Okay. Um, by the way, folks, uh, Terry and I will be getting 7th Magnitude Eclipse glasses. Um, so we will have them, and we'll have them out at events that we'll be appearing at. And I'm going to put a little order form on the website, too, so people right. can get them. And I'm going to advise everybody right now, get them. Do okay. not wait. Mm -hmm. Because... In 2017, when I went down to South Carolina, these glasses, these, these, right here, these things, were going for $30, $35 a pair just days before the eclipse. And it's funny because uh, Dr. Williams sent me down there with some extra mm -hmm. glasses that we couldn't possibly get rid of. I think we were uh, shut down for the rest of the week. Right. Um, before the eclipse, and if anybody didn't have them, you know, they weren't going to get them by then. Um, so you sent me down there with 300 of them. I can interject something here, too, because I was kind of at the Buff State, Buffalo State University eclipse in 2017. And when I got there maybe an hour before, there was people already lined up for it. We had about 500 pair of glasses. That's what they anticipated the crowd to be. Mm -hmm. Well, by two hours later, there was almost, I'm, I would say, 3,000 people. 500 pairs of glasses went within 20 minutes. Wow. So, like Tim said, Don't if you wait, you're going to be out of luck. Or you can pay $50. Yeah, just wait, because they will go up. Yeah. And what we want to do, and the reason, one of the reasons we're charging a little bit more is what we want to do is be able to get more while they're still low priced right. so we can what you're doing by buying them early from us is you're helping us get them for other people so we're going to try not to change the price too I want to right. keep this straight across that's right. what they are but the market isn't going to see it that way and no. some people are going to end up paying what they shouldn't anyway here's the pair and they do look like this you're looking for specifically uh couple of logos for safety's sake. So you're looking for this ISO logo right there in the bottom corner, or this, or if you're European, you're looking for the CE. Right. Uh, sometimes they'll have both, because um, uh, Rainbow uh, is in Europe, and American Paper Optics, who makes mm -hmm. these, is in the United States. And so these are sunglasses. Right. I cannot see you, Terry, no. and I definitely cannot see Morris's hand, even and if Tim, he held it up. Tim, you look like you're in the 1950s watching a 3D movie. Yeah, they're just not red and green. They're <laughs> no. just all dark. Right. But in a to continue on with what our table here, these aren't sunglasses. No. They're plastic, but then these are sunglasses and mm -hmm. are plastic, but they have the same material that this one has. So these right. are a little more durable. So these also are made by American Paper right. Optics. They're called the Eclipser. You can find them on your favorite website, I'm sure. I'm not going to mention names at this point of websites, but everybody knows what popular right. ones are out there. Um, they range in price from 15 to $20 right now. Which isn't bad. No. no. But no. as we get closer to that eclipse date, 
that 15 to 20 for this will I turn into 10 75 times. to 100. Yeah. And that's what these were going for. And this is this is a pair I used uh, during the eclipse. Well, not me. I think my daughter used yeah. this pair. I gave my pair to my uncle because he fell in love with them because we were sharing them during the mm -hmm. eclipse, you know, leading up to the eclipse. Because during totality, you don't need them, right? Yeah. And that's another thing we should mention is that if you're do if you're running an event, um, or if you're a part of an mm -hmm. event, and somebody's looking for a way to tell everybody, if you got hundreds of people to to remove their glasses when it's safe. I know there's a lot of apps out there now that say, "Oh, we'll we'll set an alarm and we'll beep mm -hmm. and everything." Well, that's great, but I wouldn't rely on anything no, internet-based because there might be latency. You yes. might be, because people will be all over the internet. And if you're even a second <laughs> off, you're in danger. That's a good so point. I would not use an app for that. Yeah. Just in general, I'd use it to see where things were progressing. Right. But you know what I would do? I would use like a whistle or a bell, something Correct. hundreds of people can hear and amplify it. Mm -hmm. If you've got somebody who's actually speaking and you got a speaker with a microphone ring that thing into the mic right and really let people know yeah so i just want to interject and tell you you're saying yeah that if you're using an app you're out in the, you may not even have internet connection mm -hmm. you may be relying on satellite yeah yeah the satellites are known they are already the delayed yeah so if you imagine somebody may you're sitting there thinking okay it's safe to look at the sun Based on your app? Mm -hmm. No, it may be the one time to do and it. Speaking of safety, I want to demonstrate how to put these on the right way because a lot of people yeah. will will do it wrong. So Before you do that, one thing you forgot yeah. to mention, look for the special code. Number. Oh, yes, the yeah. number. Uh, one, what is it? You should, uh, I thought you uh, Oh, one, two, three, one, two, yeah. dash two. That's a standard. That should be on the glasses that yes. you buy. Under the ISO symbol. Yes. And if you don't see that, then you mm. may have a counterfeit, and I wouldn't mm. trust them. But here's mm. the way to do this, whether it's the paper, whether it's the plastic. Mm. Don't do this. Don't, like, look at the – don't look for the sun and then put them on. You're defeating the purpose. <laughs> Always have them in your hand. Look down. Put them on. And then look for the sun. And then when you're done – Look down before you take them off. Correct. Save your eyes. Yep. Now, the second thing, having said that, is don't just, you know, put them on and then do that. Yep. And Same finally, thing. when it's totality and you do get the word that it's okay to remove them, don't do this. <laughs> don't put, <laughs> don't cast them aside. Do this. Yep. And the reason for that is you don't go... Where'd I put them? Oh my God, you just have to do that. Or do the, do the head shake. Correct. There you go. See? Yeah. I learned that in 2017. Yeah. Um, just keep in mind, you have, my hair. like, for example, if you're in the path of totality, mm -hmm. you could potentially have up to four minutes. Yeah. Time frame. Yeah, we got but 346 over here. If you think about it, you're going to be so full of excitement watching everything. Yeah. You're going to forget about the time. In four minutes, goes quick. And we we made a video mm -hmm. um, that is three minutes and 46 right. seconds in length. So it's out there. It, there's a link to it on the site. Um, I didn't want to waste time in the no. in the show, but watch it because it's got all, a lot of good information in it. Now, some of the other things we have on the table here. Um, this is for a camera. I bought this for 2017 for my camera. It's or a binoculars. A filter. Um, no, it's just a camera. Yeah, or binoculars. Right. You binoculars. have two of them. If you got a, a camera binocular that's that right. width, goes on the bottom. But this too, <laughs> just like the glasses, has the same mylarish material. It's not really mylar. I shouldn't call it mylar because it isn't. Um, just reminds me of mylar. Um, <coughs> so that's that's a great filter here to use. Um, and then there are other kind of esoteric things you can build, like. Um, this is a sun funnel. Yep. So you have a piece of screening here. And if you're in the Buffalo area, um, Mark Percy at Williamsville North Space Lab Planetarium, this is where I got this from. <laughs> he teaches people how to make these things. Right. They're awesome. So go see him. He, he loves it when people ask him about sun funnel. He also loves it when you ask him what a zizigy is. <laughs> and he would never forgive me if I didn't re mention in our podcast the word zizigy because it's yes. the only word that doesn't actually use vowels. S-Z-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. 
Zizig. Yes. Um, I spelled it right. Uh, finally, um, telescopes. You can use a telescope. This one is a special telescope. You can see it's a Celestron. It's even called Eclipse Smart. Um, this is a fully filtered solar telescope. It's got a solar filter right inside here. And it blocks most of that sunlight. And you look through this end and you can see the sun. And I've used this several times. It's good for sunspots. Um, and during the eclipse, right. it's good to look for the moon creeping across the face. And then if you have a regular telescope, this is where the sun funnel goes. It goes in your eyepiece. Right. So it takes the place of your eyepiece and projects right here on the screen. All you got to do is use your focus to sharpen it up. You're good to go. Correct. One thing I do want to point out. Yeah. There's telescopes on the market, the cheaper telescopes, or some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. A lot of telescopes look like this configuration. White with the black accessories or attachments. But have to be careful because if somebody says, hey, take a look through my scope. And if you're at a solar eclipse site, if they don't have the filter, oh boy, yeah, you're going to run into some problems. Yeah. So make sure if you see somebody with the scope that kind of looks like this, a little larger, ask them before you look through it. Or just, is the scope fully protected? Yeah, just be careful. <clears throat> I mean, if you're with a professional or somebody, right. or a very skilled amateur <clears throat> like Buffalo Astronomical Association, they will, they will let you know. Correct. But always be dubious first before you do it. But, mm -hmm. you know, use judgment. Most people know that have a telescope right. what to do with that telescope. Correct. But once in a while, you might come across somebody who just thinks, oh, I'm going to get the telescope out of the closet I haven't seen yep. in 13 years, and I'm just going to set it up and use it. Well, <laughs> you can help out by telling them no. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you a couple times I had to walk by some telescopes in 2017 and just go, oh, I'm sorry, I yep. bumped your telescope, because they were pointed at the sun without a filter. Right. And then what I did was I said, oh, did, did I bump your filter off the telescope? <laughs> and then they would say, what filter? I'm like, oh, right. you didn't have one? Oh, aren't you lucky I just happened to bump your telescope? Oh, my Correct. gosh. And I would go into it and let them know. Yeah. But don't, if it's your first eclipse, don't waste your time right. with a telescope. And I would say, too, like any hobby, you're going to have newbies. Yeah. In any hobby. And especially with an eclipse, you're going to have the newbie out there with this telescope. Oh, I went on the Internet. This is why I found out <laughs> what to do. Yeah. Well, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I've been doing astronomy for years. Tim has, too. And I've dealt with some newbies, and I was baffled on the information they thought that was correct. Yeah. And we have to step back and take a moment and correct them. Yeah. And the biggest fear I have is a newbie out there in the field at a solar eclipse site with something unprotected, telling people, hey, come take a look at my telescope yeah. and take a look through. So, And also, <laughs> when you're talking about um, different things you can use. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention Welder's Glass 14. 14. We don't have it on the table no. here, but you can get one of the Welder's helmets. Um, but make sure it's number 14 or better Correct. Uh, to see the sun um, because Welder's have to have their eyes protected from yep. manganese, manganese, which manganese, is yep. really super bright when it burns. It's brighter than the sun. I think its magnitude is more than like 30, I mm. think. I, I don't know. Somebody no. told me that. And then, of course, the other thing you can use is a sunspotter telescope. Right. And, you know, you've seen those. You know, we'll pull up a picture of yeah. that. And then um, this cost for this one, about 150 150 yeah. bucks. Which is a good um, investment. Yeah. So it's a good investment. And you can use it for anything right. else. Sorry. Have we missed anything? I mean, there's no. other things. We can't get to everything in the short time we have. No. Maybe we'll interject things later. Just be careful. There's so much out there on the internet. People are selling everything. Yeah. And I hate to say it, there's going to be people out there who are going to try to make a quick buck. They're going to come up with something, and they have no idea what they're putting together. And unfortunately, people are going to go out there. It's the old basic economic of supply and demand. And unfortunately, people are going to buy stuff, and they may be hurt. Yeah. And you're also going to run into 
you know, areas where some not so moral hotels are going to raise prices right. on you. That right. has happened before. We're trying to make sure in the consortium that that does not happen. Mm-hmm. And so far, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of positive feedback about things right. going on to prevent that from happening. Because we are near Niagara Falls, and right. we expect mm-hmm. a super large crowd up there. Because Niagara Falls is also in the path of totality. Mm-hmm. So. We talk about Buffalo, but we can't forget about the falls. Now, unfortunately, Toronto just misses. They're at 99.8% in downtown Toronto. That's not going to do it, folks. If it ain't 100, it ain't an eclipse. You're partial, and you can't do it. I think we pretty much covered everything we could. Yep. So let's wrap it up at this point. Yeah. We'll come back with the summer. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, to our last segment, look at this. I've got to put too many boxes and glasses on my head. My hair's all messed up now. Wardrobe um, stylist. So I just wanted to um, say a couple more things as we wrap up about safety. And one is the glasses. Now I've kept these since 2017. Kept them in a uh, storage bag here. It's one of those little snacky bag things that the kids use, right, uh, for lunches. But Please, if you've done this and if you've seen me at the planetarium or the observatory or wherever you may have found me, um, I would have told you to do this. But I also told you that when you take them back out, do not just go right for the sun. Check these to make sure that they haven't incurred some kind of damage. They can warp if they're not properly stored in the right temperature. Yep. They can fold if you sit on them. These kind of have a couple folds because I had them in the car, but they're good and I checked them. But to check them, I mean, first, if they're all really mangled and folded, throw them out, get another pair. It's only $3. Cool. You're not looking yeah. at a huge expense here. <clears throat> Save your eyes. Your eyes are worth more than 3 bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, you can check these real quick. Just go outside and put them on and look around your surroundings. Don't look up, look outward. Look at the landscape. If you see any kind of light coming through them, then you got a problem. You got a little pinhole or something, toss them. Um, to be on the safe side, just get new ones. Right. If you, if you really aren't sure, always err on get new ones. Keep them because, hey, these are the ones I used in 2017. And then when you use your ones from 2024, you can store them in the bag right next to them and say, hey, this was 2017. This was 2024. There's still a memorabilia for you, whether you keep them in a scrapbook or whatever. Just want to make sure we get that out there. And then you can save them for 2144. Yeah, then you save them for for your grandkids for 2144 when the next one happens. Yeah, whatever. How many? That is three. That's almost three generations. 120 years. Right. That's like three, four generations. So, man, I got to think 120 years ago was what? 1904. So that was my great grandfather. So, yeah. yeah, So, three generations four generations yep. back um, so yeah just just be safe always err on the side of don't do it and you'll be okay correct um, we don't mm-hmm. want anyone getting hurt and we're not certainly not telling you what we're saying is gospel do what we say but no. except mm-hmm. do your research do your homework and be safe and help others be safe is mm-hmm. the best way you can do it yep. um Anything else to add before we get to the final, final thing about no, safety? I think we've covered everything that we okay. can cover. And I, I think this is this. a great time for uh, Terry's final thoughts. Huh? I think we call this okay. segment Terry's final thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. my final thoughts is just, I can't stress enough, safety, safety, safety. Yeah. That's, if you have an experience, it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience for most people mm-hmm. to get totality. I mean, there's totally eclipses all the time. To get it in your area, I mean, we're looking for Buffalo, 1925, before that, 1806. And then 2144. And 2444. By then, I will definitely be a stargazer. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, take this experience, 
going to be a fantastic experience for a lot of people. You just have to remember the big word, safety. It's like anything you do in life, you try to protect yourself to the utmost. Yeah. And Tim and I, like we said, we can't possibly cover every single aspect. But we covered the major things you can do, types of equipment you can get. You know, don't have to spend a lot of money if you do the pin on camera. So, and once again, <clears throat> if you look at the internet, just be careful. If you see something on the internet, reach out to us, mm -hmm. send us a question to the website, or <clears throat> contact your local astronomy club, planetarium, <coughs> museum, planetarium, anybody who knows about a solar eclipse, mm -hmm. and they could advise you what's the best. So, in wrapping this up, during a total eclipse, it does get dark. Okay? And tonight's quote is going to be similar to about totality. Remember, after the darkest hour, the sun will shine again. All right? Good night. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>